Place podcast. And we got something different for you tonight. We have not only Ward joining me here in a few, we also have um, former guest um, joining us again, Brett. And go back over so when I see him join in, I can invite him to the podcast here. But uh, yeah, now we're going to talk World Cup. Oh, there's Ward. Go ahead and send him an invite. Uh, we've been chatting about in a group chat for, well, at least definitely since Thanksgiving for sure. What's up? What up, what up, what up? My neighbor's dog is uh, barking. I don't think the dog likes being outside right now. Uh, so it may come through in the microphone. And it may not. I mean, what's the dog to do? It's being a dog. So, Are your uh, neighbor's home? Yes. Is it like an inside dog, but just outside currently? I think it's a both. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you hear that? <laughs> yeah. It won't be the yeah. first time the dog's been on the podcast. The dog, at least no. at night, is outside a lot. So it's definitely a both. The, yeah, it's it's train number one, then dog, usually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I'm not going to complain. It's just I, um, it's just a dog being a dog. But I'm also not going to sacrifice my cigar smoking during podcast uh, to be inside. <laughs> The all the all important cigar, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see, I see a Brett. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Not too much. Uh, kind of. I'm pulling a uh, kind of like award at how he was distressed about the uh, the the Baltimore defense going against his team today. So I have Jalen Hurts in one league. I'm going against him in another, and I'm kind of rooting for Ward to beat his opponent in our uh, fantasy football league. So I'm kind of like rooting for and against Jalen Hurts. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a, a complicated situation. Yeah. The other league where I have him, though, I can – I'm basically coming back from the dead. I was three and six, and now I'm five and six. And if I win this week, uh, it's against one of the top two teams. And I would be even and, and making a run for the playoffs. So – I'm kind of hoping he does something. Or Aaron Jones. Can get what more does he well. need to do? He's I need 10 killing more points. It. Okay. I, I made mean, a, the poor choice of starting the Denver defense over uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, I just thought Denver uh, has been pretty good. Carolina sucks. Darnold is awful. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely not a good call. It cost me 20 points. It was 27 for Tampa Bay and 7 for Denver. So, wow, that is – yeah. Yeah. I mean, going against Denver's defense, I saw this uh, stat um, earlier this week. It's like if the Denver offense could just score 18 or more points, they would be 9-1 and one on the season or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's so, crazy. So, yeah, it's, it, I, I don't think you could have gone against Denver's defense. And against – Against Carolina, like I saw Sam Darnold was starting and he, I think his career is nine touchdowns, 13 picks, and also four fumbles. So oh, I thought no. there's probably going to be a turnover or two. No, no. <laughs> so, 
but I don't know. I, I might still be alive. There's there's two weeks in that league left, so who knows? But uh, I was kind of hoping to pull out a win. I have Aaron Jones going right now. Um, Jalen Hurts, Dante, uh, Deontay Foreman, or, or sorry, Deontay Smith, and then I have um, my opponent. He has rather uh, AJ Brown. So it's like that AJ Brown touchdown hurt because if it had been to anyone else, he would be minus six points, and I have a lot better chance of of taking a win here. Well, Jones isn't done. No. Hopefully he can do something. Like a touchdown would be nice. Like a really long touchdown run. Rodgers is out for the rest of the game most likely. So they're probably going to run more. I haven't heard an update yet. So that's why I didn't know. Um, This is also a PPR league. So if he catches the ball and runs it, that would be good too. So I'll take that. Like a check down or something. Yeah, I haven't seen an official update on Rodgers but I mean I know he's in the locker room so he's at least out for the time being how, how much time's left in the game now I, I, it's going back from the commercial break for me uh, yeah I just like yeah it's just coming back I don't have the time on it yeah I know it's in the fourth quarter for sure but I don't know there's definitely there's definitely at least one possession possibly two if they can hold oh it's just over it's goal. it's early in the fourth quarter it's like over 13 minutes but uh, I got twelve forty three is what I got on my. Okay, that's pretty good. Is, uh, that's not that's not terrible. That's at least three possessions. And like I said, I have players on both sides. So as long as it's to uh, Dante Foreman, if they would give him like an end around or something, that would be pretty nice. It kind of be like a win. Or Fryermuth could go off too tomorrow. So I need Fryermuth to go off big time tomorrow night for the first time this whole season. And I also need Jalen Hurts to throw about two interceptions and get about three fumbles before this game's over. <laughs> so just every snap is just a turnover. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. It's, it's not been a bad day. Um, I really honestly haven't watched much football today. Um, I've been – it's it's kind of World Cup related, but uh, – I really turn it like we mentioned last week that when when the World Cup starts, I really really get into World Cup. And um, today this week, I was like, I should probably see if FIFA is up on um, Xbox Live because you if you have it, you can get like free games and whatnot. So I thought I should see if it's up on there because I can download it, and just check it out. So they had I thought it was this year's, but because it was twenty two, but I forgot that like sports is like one ahead with the numbers most of the time. Um, so it's actually last year's FIFA game, but, uh, I started playing it and it's been a lot of fun. So I, I've been doing that a lot. So I sit up, uh, playing that and then watching the TV show industry that I mentioned last week. Like I'm almost finished with both seasons. I, uh, am a season and a half through and four episodes left. Um, well, that's what I've been doing. And so it was like really late when I went to bed last night and then I woke up early. So I thought, well, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to go ahead and, and get everything done for the day. So I didn't watch – I really didn't care if I watched any of the games. Uh, I think maybe 30 minutes or so I watched uh, three different games that were on TV and then the end of the um, the Spain-Germany game. Uh, I had four devices going while I drank coffee at like 3.30 or whatever today, 3.15. There's been some exciting football this weekend, college – and pros today, plus football, uh, as in soccer. 
I mean, it's been exciting. Like, I, but seriously, yesterday, some of the college games, like the Florida Florida State game, which was Friday, was close. Uh, some of the games in college yesterday were close. Uh, and then, like, today, the Jaguars game was close. That freaking Raiders game um, against the Seahawks was insane. And then some of these really close, like, World Cup games, too. Like, it's been some exciting, also very nerve-wracking uh, sports watching. I didn't watch this game um, because I really wanted to watch the Marvel uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. And uh, I missed Rick and Morty last week, so uh, I was catching up on a couple of TV shows. But West Virginia played Florida in basketball today and just <laughs> crushed Florida. It was uh, 84. That's not safe. Oh, that's wild. Um, w is actually pretty good this year. Uh, they just got dominated. I watched it on Black I think it was Black Friday. No, Thanksgiving night. They played. Um, I had sports on all day. It was like the ultimate sports day. I watched all three football games. Uh, I watched the second half of whichever World Cup started at 11. And then I watched the um, the 2 o'clock match. And then I watched uh, W play Purdue that night. And they just got destroyed. They had this guy, Edie. He was a center. He's like seven four, and he just like demolished him in the paint. Like he was rebounding, putting up shots. I think he got like twenty four and twelve or something like that against us. Like there was no stopping, and he just our centers cannot stop him at all. But uh, they've actually done really well this year. There's that's the only loss they got, they have so far. I've not watched any college basketball yet. I just, there's just too much going on to add that to the mix right now. But I will say in pros, freaking the W's were incredible the other night, speaking of the Warriors, of course. Also, it was against the Clippers, who were without Paul George and um, what's the other guy's name? Kawhi, sorry. Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, they were down there, too, like, dominant. But still, like, they were just on fire. And Wiggins was wigging out. Like, he was killing it. No, it was just they were doing really well. Unfortunately, Mavs lost today to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Every time the Mavs started to get close, all of a sudden Milwaukee just started like manhandling them. Not in like a dirty way or anything, but still in a very physical, just like overpowering them. So like the Mavs looked good, but they still. I have a Black Friday confessional. So uh, there's an NBA sale for like 30% off of everything, anything you'd want. So I ended up doing a custom Javon Carter Bucks jersey. <laughs> you love him like I love Doncic. He played it of you, and we don't have players that do that well. <laughs> so so for uh, Brett, if you're not in the know, Javon Carter is like my current favorite like basketball player in the NBA. Well, you know, to a degree. Like, he played at WU for, like, four years. So I got to, I got watched him, like, his whole collegiate career. And then he got drafted pick 31 or 32 uh, in the second round. It was, like, the second round. It was overall 31-32 um, in his NBA draft. And he got drafted by Memphis. Uh, I've, I've basically been following his career. He then played for the Suns. And then he got uh, a short stint last year. Uh, for half a season with the Nets, which Ward hated because I was rooting for the Nets at that point. And then uh, he went to the Bucks, And, yeah, so it was actually it was one of the classic ones they're wearing this year. So do you remember the uh, probably like mid-90s to early aughts 
or at least mid aughts. They had the purple jersey that was the it said Bucks on it. Kinda, I kind of remember okay, it. It's it's that one. I so mean, it was really cheap, and I was like, oh, I even though I won't probably have it to like beginning part of January. Um, I I did splurge. On. Is that sale still going on? I think so. I think, but it was like thirty percent off any jersey. I might have to, and that was it. Didn't it had to be custom for him? It's not like he's Giannis, and there's already a jersey made, which those were on sale. But I wanted Carter because right, know, my guy. Dribble. I wonder how. Ch- I wonder just how cheap I could find a Doncic one. I'll look later. Um, my custom one was a hundred dollars, and that's like oh, one hundred fifty. But that's oh a yeah, never mind. Disease. Never no, no, no. mind. If it's not custom, <laughs> it'll be cheaper. Mine was custom. I hope so. Carter jersey made, so. <laughs> I hope so. Because I've been, like, with Christmas coming and all, I've been spending some money. Not just on me, but I've been spending some money. Um, So, yeah. Not an ad, but you can use Klarna for four payments. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> Did that's I? true. I've used that before, for sure. Um, So, anyways... Uh, you know, we've talked a tiny bit of basketball. We've talked a tiny bit of football. Uh, obviously, we have our buddy Brett on who hasn't had an opportunity to get many words in. Uh, for listeners that do not remember, or maybe you do remember, we've had Brett on before because he he follows baseball definitely closer than I do. Probably closer than Tyler a little bit. Maybe not much. As far as, he also, as far as players and everything, I would say, yeah. Because, I mean, I know what's going on yeah. in baseball generally, but I don't follow it, like, closely like I do any other sport. Right. And he also follows NHL. He's even watching a game tonight, or was. And he has been talking the World Cup with us. The three of us have really been talking World Cup. So, thought it'd be cool to bring him on. Um, I, I feel like we'll probably really dive into World Cup. Is there anything? sports related uh tyler before we dive into world cup you want to talk about no let's just go to world cup and we'll go from there all righty so yeah the u.s qualified this year which is awesome and it's in qatar am i saying that right is it qatar okay that's what i thought i just want to make sure i'm a little uh i'm trying to be more aware because when I get on here, I just start talking and I'll say something in like 10 minutes later. I'm like, I don't think I said that right, but then it's too late. So trying to be better. Like, uh, uh, what was it? Phil Carroll yesterday. <laughs> oh, I don't care enough about that. That would be mean to say. I am not a Seahawks fan. Okay. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I've also messed up people's names in the past. Like last, last episode, I apologize because I said to knock instead of to notch uh, Huerta. So anyways, enough rambling. Let's dive into some World Cup. Uh, yeah, U.S. is alive and well. Uh, the World Cup has uh, different rules that I don't follow soccer enough in between World Cups to always remember. So I usually need a refresher. And Brett was who I asked and confirmed if that I was still following things correctly. Uh, so if you don't mind, Brett, if you haven't fallen asleep waiting on a chance to be able to speak, <laughs> um, how about just breaking down what Tyler and I do know, but just break down how like the point system works. For, because for Americans, at least, it's very different than what we're used to. So if you 
Sure. Well, yeah, don't worry. I'm still awake. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so f- as far as the points go, so it's um, groups of four right now. And so they're playing like a round robin. Uh, all four teams in each group play each other one time. And you get one point for a draw and three points for a win. And uh, obviously zero points for a loss. So um, that's, you know, a, a, a tie or a draw isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, you know, early, early on. Um, but at this moment in time, uh, USA is down to the last match. Everyone's coming up on their, on the last matches of the round Robin stage, the group stage, and uh, the USA needs a win. Um, a tie or a loss means they're done. So as far as that's concerned, it's, um, win and move on for the U.S. or uh, or they don't. And so they have two points right now because they tied their first match, which was last Monday. And that, honestly, I feel like they should have won that one. I don't know about you two guys, but they were really good looking in the first half. And then in the second half, it was like they just settled to just – hang back and play D it seemed like they weren't trying to score as much or maybe it was just the fact that you know like the their opponent really turned the heat up and started playing more intense I don't know but I, I felt like while a draw wasn't the worst thing ever I do think they should have beat Wales and um then obviously this past Friday they played England which England is a powerhouse and the U.S. played really well, I thought, in that game. And so that was a tie, as um, which is almost like a win against them. If we, It would have been so much better, though, if we had already won against Wales and then tied England. So, but, yeah, now we got Iran, and we have, as you said, we have. Yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment about um... – the first match against uh, the Wales or just Wales. Um, we came out great in the first half and we kind of rested on our laurels in the second half. And um, I felt like, you know, they, they scored a goal on a penalty kick. Um, it was the correct call to make. I'm not arguing that it should or shouldn't have been a penalty. I just thought it was a stupid time to take a penalty. Um, you know, the, the, the guy had his back to the goal. He was, he, he was not dangerous at the moment. And, you know, a dumb penalty in my opinion. Um, but I've, I'm surprised that Wales didn't score um, just, you know, in normal play because they were, they were outplaying the U.S. that, that badly in, in the second half. So it was like a, you know, tale of two halves. Absolutely. I think absolutely. That's the best way to put it is um, they look great in the first half and kind of, we're shocked in the second half. Uh, we should have gotten the win. Um, but, yeah, it's funny. Uh, a tie versus Wales feels disappointing, and a tie versus England feels uh, feels like a victory, <laughs> uh, as you said. So so much, so much. So I so I was I visited my parents for Thanksgiving. So I left Thursday morning, went and saw them. It's about a two to two-and-a-half-hour ride. Uh, or And then I, I left Friday and drove straight from their house 
to a pub on the north end of uh, St. John's County, which St. Augustine is in St. John's County. So I was almost home. I was about 20 minutes north of home. And I met a group of guys uh, and we watched the game there. And I made it just barely. Like I made it right as the, the match was starting. And it was an exciting time. There, uh, One of the guys that was with us brought his son who could tell you every player's name, what pro team they play for, what their stats are. Like he was like you are, Tyler, when it comes to like pro stats. <laughs> That's how this kid was with very detailed. <laughs> yeah, with the soccer. So he knew it all. Not and not just the American team, uh the the English players as well. So that was that was cool. My buddy was also sitting beside him and having a hard time because he was a pretty young kid and he was, and he was, you know, screaming and yelling and trying not to curse a lot right beside this kid, which I thought. You know what, like two things. Uh, I don't know any of the, the business side of soccer and uh, I'll, I'll get on more on that, but uh one thing I like about soccer is no breaks. So you're basically just watching a street sporting event for 45 to, you know, if there's extra time, maybe 15 minutes, like in a row, there's no commercials. It's quick. You know, you have your little 10 minute, 15 minute halftime. And then uh, you watch the other half. So it's not like you have to like, for example, we've talked like how much college football for me personally just drags on like four hours is insane to to give to like one game uh where i can watch a match of soccer and be done in two hours or less which is cool but one thing um i was saying i don't know about the business side of soccer so me playing fifa i'm trying to learn all the business side because i'm just managing a team i just want to pick some like kind of shitty team and just kind of see if i can get them into another league so i picked borrow uh which is in the uh second tier it's like the the fourth tier basically of, of the English Pro League. So I really have a lot, way to go before I can get to like the the Premier League or whatever. But uh it's kind of fun learning the business side of like selling players and then their contracts are like are really cheap like at least mine are right now cuz like I'm not that ex- I don't have great players. So I'm paying like 2000 to 3000 a week for for most of my players. It's it's very cheap. That reminds me of the show Welcome to Wrexham with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney about them buying the uh, the Wrexham uh, football club uh, in in Wales. And because that's what they're doing, they have not had a really good team in a, or a good season in a long time. So they've dropped to like the lowest of the professional leagues and they're trying to win enough to get up and back into I guess professional instead of national or something like that I forget exactly what the terminology is but that's what that show is about I loved that show by the way I really hope there's a second season Uh, they came very close to getting out yeah it's uh, of it uh I I had uh, something similar so I was listening to uh Bill Simmons uh this week at some point and he had a guest on um, who used to work for the Mavericks. He was like, 
developmental. He did something with, I think, developmenting, develop, developing the Mavericks or something for a period of time. But anyway, he always wanted to own a soccer team. And uh, he also was um, like a gambler and whatnot. So he, he played like World Series of Poker. So he bought an English soccer team. It was actually a Spanish soccer team, rather. Uh, and it was like in one of the lower leagues because he could he couldn't afford like someone in like the second tier, so he bought a third tier tier and is hoping to take them uh, to like the the second tier or whatnot. So it's actually not crazy expensive. I mean, it it is to us, but like you can buy like a really lower division team for like five million or less. It's like actually not that crazy, which is surprising because I'm used to sports teams here going for like now billions of dollars or something. And some like lower level soccer league, you can get for you know a lower millions dollars if you could turn that around. You just don't make money when you're in the lower tiers. They said he he was saying that you when you are in like this tier, the third tier, you lose money. When you're in the second tier, um, you like break even. Like the higher tier, well, actually, you make money. I think in the second tier, and then you print money when you're like in the the top tier. Like you just make like tons of money. There's so much money. That makes sense. It. Yeah, because then like. You have people all over the world will be following some of those teams a lot of times, like, especially in America. A lot of people that really follow uh, soccer in America follow European teams and so forth. So that makes sense uh, to to get it back on like World Cup. Uh, so all three of us are following the World Cup. And you mentioned it, Tyler, like you said every time the world cup comes on, it makes you really want to be a fan of soccer. Uh, I know it's similar for me. Uh, and I also follow like the U S men's team when they're in like the Copa and things like that. I try to follow that pretty close too. And I have a group of friends that we have a text message that the group chat is always going whenever the men's national team is playing important games. Uh, but what, being especially for like people like us that in america yes soccer is becoming more popular on a on a steady incline i think but it's still not like it is in most countries in the world so what i'll go last but for each of you what is it about the world cup you know that gets that like grabs your attention and gets you so uh for me i i think it's um, a little bit of the sense of patriotism, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's our country versus everybody else's country. So it's like, it kind of pulls everybody in that, that watches it. Um, you know, unless you run into someone who's, you know, not from America, you know, if you run into someone who's actually from Spain or whatever, but for the most part, anybody who's watching the world cup in the United States is going to be a United States fan. Um, I know one guy, he's, his parents are from Italy. So he's like an Italian fan, but he also roots for the United States type of thing. So there's that sense of just everybody just comes together that, you know, cares about it. Um, but also just the whole international aspect is like, it's literally the best of the best, um, no matter what, what country they play for. It's there. It's all the best in one tournament. Um, so for me, that's, that's uh, one of the big reasons and the exposure too. Um, it's just, it's all that's on like, or like, um, the advertisements and every, every commercials, you know, a lot of it's about the world cup. So it's, you just kind of get inundated with it. So, uh, I think that's one of the other reasons why, why. 
Um, one thing I like, uh, we're not good at soccer. <laughs> um, our, the U.S. usually is, like, mediocre or, like, mid-level at best. Um, like, let's say of this World Cup, I mean, we're probably, like, around the middle of the pack. We're not very good, but we're not terrible either. Um, so it really feels like for us to win would be something. Uh, if I mean I I don't think we will this year at all. Like like I've mentioned one week I think if we can get if we can get to the round of eight I would be really shocked. We'd have to have a really lucky draw and have a great game. Um, but uh, it's fun. Uh, it's kind. Of, I feel like we don't have a chance. Um, but there's hope there, and so it's it's kind of fun to watch. Whereas like if if most likely if I'm watching like men's hoops uh, during the Olympics, we're pretty much going to win. I mean we could lose. But I'm like nine, I'm like at least 85, 90% confident we're going to win the game. Uh, whereas it's definitely not the case. And like even watching the English, uh, England uh, match the other day, like it felt like pretty good to tie them because, you know, I don't think our team, like I said, I don't think our team's very good. And so for just uh, to kind of hang around, um, it was pretty, pretty something. And, uh, like, I even started looking up, like, oh, like, what MLS teams are there, like, near me? Like, could I go to a game? And there's, uh, I guess, one in Columbus, and then there's one in um, uh, D.C. as well. But just kind of, like, uh, I didn't realize until – honestly, I didn't realize this at all because this is how much I don't pay attention uh, to soccer outside of World Cup. Um, I didn't realize that only the, like, most league matches are only on Saturday or, like, on the weekends. I didn't realize that. I – I don't know. I thought they would maybe be throughout the week. I guess we have sports here throughout the week. So probably just kind of seems like that would be something. And uh, I don't know, maybe like if, if I wanted to watch, maybe something like I, I mentioned, like I really get into soccer when it's on, maybe I can start watching or recording if I don't want to get up early in the morning on a weekend, but like start recording it and then watch it like afterwards or something. But uh, I think overall, uh, it's exciting. It's we don't like I said have much of a chance, and um, I like how fast it is. That kind of ties into it as well. Like I, you're not devoting a ton of time to it. Like you can watch a match in about two hours. Like even if it, you know, if, it, if I guess if it doesn't go into like penalty kicks or extra time or anything like that, but usually about two hours. So that's kind of those are all like benefits to me where you're not devoting a ton of time to it. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, and for me, it's kind of both of what y'all said where, you know, there's that whole camaraderie when it's the World Cup and U.S. is in because, yeah, everybody, we're rooting for our country. I really enjoy that, you know, even though, we're, as has been said, we're not that good. We do have one of the best young players in the world in Christian Pulisic, uh, but we're – he he needs a lot more help than we seem to have available on our team. Uh, but we're also young. So, yeah, it, it's cool rooting for them. Also, I enjoy the world aspect of kind of like what was said, you know, the, it's the best of the best. And it's kind of neat because uh, you get a little bit of flavor of those countries when you're watching it. And to me, that's really cool. Uh, I mean, just realizing this is something that brings the entire world together. Uh, this sport is such a big thing worldwide. 
Uh, so I, I like that. I like how like the three of us have been talking about it. We've been watching matches uh, that the U.S. aren't in, and we've been seeing that as well. And it's just kind of fun, like seeing other people from around the world play in this sport has been really cool. And, you know, there's been some ex- unexpected, as there always is some unexpected wins and such, like Japan lost, you know, like I messaged my buddies like that I – that I said earlier, I have a group chat with, and I was like, who had this on the bingo card? And all of them were like, yeah, I didn't expect that at all. You know? So it's, it's neat. I like, I, I enjoy kind of, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of culture uh, just globally watching it while at the same time rooting um, for my country and knowing that there's others like uh, Friday at the pub, it was an Irish pub, but uh, there were some there were some people from England there, so they were definitely rooting for for England. And some of they were there with some friends that were obviously rooting for America. So, you know, that was kind of fun to see as well. It's just, yeah, it's, it's something that brings it all together. I soccer's always been one of my favorite sports, but I went to a school that didn't have it because it was such a small school. I did a soccer camp when I was in middle school because they were trying to start like a league. And it, in my hometown, and it didn't happen. But I've always loved it. I just never have had the opportunity to play it. Uh, so, so yeah, just all of those aspects I enjoy. I I always joke it's usually like a five to if it's a really slow game, a five to ten minutes of kind of calm, and then like ten to thirty seconds, depending how uh, how aggressive a play is going, that you're like heart attack because it looks like somebody's about to score uh but it's just i don't know i really really enjoy it uh, i mean there's not many things that i'm gonna get up and start watching like an eight o'clock game uh, match for uh but this one this does it for yeah i uh think that like going to a pub is like one of the best when the world cup is on uh when the 20, let's see what year it is, uh, 22, so it been like 2014 Cup. Um, because, man, it seems like it was like not that year, but that's definitely the year. Um, I was moving across the country, and so we stopped in Louisville to, well, the, the U.S. happened to be playing. And so we watched the, the, the match from a pub, and it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's a good atmosphere for it. And how you're saying most people that go to the pub when the match is on are like that camaraderie is there. Like you're all like rooting for it where, you know, I think it probably turns some people on to soccer. Like, I mean, I'm definitely proof of that, that don't watch it uh, regularly. So that's kind of nice too. Yeah. Speaking of the camaraderie at the pub, it was the 2010 World Cup uh, when it was in South Africa and the U.S. was in a similar situation that they find themselves this year where it was the last game of the first round and they had to win. Uh, Tying wasn't good enough. They had to win in order to advance to the knockout round. And um, I had I was I was in the restaurant business, so um, I I didn't have to be at work at like normal office hours type of thing. So I um. I was able to go to a pub that was open because the the match started. It was against Ghana, right? Ghana or Algeria? I don't remember now. But um, 
they they opened at like nine o'clock and the match started at 10 o'clock and you know they were like we're serving alcohol if you're you know watching the game or whatever um but anyways it came down to stoppage time so you know 90 minutes plus at that point the u.s was still tied zero zero and it was looking pretty bleak like that's it you know we can't tie if we tie we're out so at that point you know we were pretty much out and um i've seen the replay now so i know how the goal happened but to this day i still don't remember the ball going in the net i don't remember the actual goal um but i just remember everyone going nuts i mean obviously i watched it i i you know i went nuts too um a couple of buddies that i was with were to my left and they started jumping up and down like hugging each other jumping up and down and they lost their footing and so they tumbled down <laughs> and Uh-oh. and um everyone around because the bar was packed like three people deep everyone around them thought like they were just like celebrating still and someone yelled dog pile and so everyone just started jumping on top of them and there was just there's literally just this huge dog pile of i don't know 15 20 people just jumped on top of each other just celebrating because because we were going to the next round like that's that's that camaraderie and you you get that at the pub that you know i mean i guess if your team won whatever championship was you know the world series or super bowl or whatever um something similar might happen but yeah it's certainly a unique experience or at least in that moment yeah and i was thinking while you were saying that i I have some similar memories when it comes to soccer and yes we do experience that watching other sports with with friends and with uh and with just like fans of the same when we all get together. But I mean, like pro sports in America and college sports in America, the stakes don't seem as high as World Cup. It's literally the world. And when you know, when it's only every four years, and at least for us, we know our team's not as good. It just seems a little bit sweeter when something like that happens. Then like, oh, we can't just we can't just look forward to next year if it goes bad. Like we can in these other sports. Or the next week, you know, it's like World Cup's only every four years. And for US, it's been eight. Because we didn't even qualify last year. Because again, we're not. We will the next time (laughs) by default. (laughs) And actually, after that, we should because not, uh, okay, it's 22, not the 26 World Cup, but the 30 World Cup. That's when they're going to go to 48 teams. And um, we should make that one. That one shouldn't be an issue. I don't know. I, I still have. Determine how I feel about it. I guess I'll see how it plays out. I really like it 32 because it feels kind of tough to make it in still. And it feels like really rewarding just to even qualify. And you know you're going to get some of the best. So I don't know how the uh, the 48 will be. That'll be kind of interesting. What do you th- As far as 48 countries, yeah. I don't know at what point you really start to get diluting the the competition um and how that changes like the knockout rounds and all that stuff um 
I mean, it could be great. Canada, I mean, even though they got eliminated because they lost their first two games, um, you know, they, they're already eliminated. But they are considered to be the 41st team in the in the world. Um, of course, they got in because they, the CONCACAF, which is um, the North American International Soccer yes. um, Association, they won the CONCACAF tournament. So they you know they they automatically qualified but they're still ranked 41st globally so um you know i guess there is an argument that if a 41st team could make it why not you know 45 46 47 48 um but at the same time we saw the 41st team uh lose lose two games and uh you know eliminated without even needing to play the third game although they will but you know they right it's the Correct. Yeah, and I and I just real quick when I said Copa, I meant Concacaf. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, I feel so. like we're gonna start having top plays podcast bingo. Um, see, ah! for you it'll be the for your for just your side will be like the dog barking or a train. <laughs> for you personally, it'll be mis- mispronouncing a name. For me, it'll be I don't know probably rambling or talking about <laughs> like I don't know. Some kind of TV show or nothing like our sub. Does anyone? Yeah, you're probably right on that, actually, uh, for sure. Uh, but also, the, uh, I I can't say that I do yet. But does do either of you have like a country that you think is most likely going to win? I mean, obviously, England has a really good shot, and some others. Germany has been surprisingly uh, troubled. You know, they actually, they lost, you know, and so, but that's surprising. And like I mentioned, Japan's normally pretty decent and they, they lost. That was a shock. So uh, do either of you kind of have like a country that you kind of expect may win? I don't know if other than Argentina, I'm so sick of hearing about Argentina, no disrespect to Argentina, but it's like, oh my gosh, they're always so good. And Messi, I feel like he's ancient and still. Well, that's who I was going to mention. Not that I think that they're going to win, but it's been kind of a surprise. Um, obviously, they lost the first match. And then the other day, I mean, they kind of like fucked around with that game and, and almost lost it. I mean, really, they ended up getting 2-0. So it wasn't like – it didn't seem that close at the end. But that was kind of like a safety goal with like maybe 10 minutes or so left, maybe 12 minutes. I can't remember for sure. But it, they just – for a team that is supposed to go really far or do something, they kind of seem to be like coasting, if that makes sense. And I've seen it like in the NBA, that's kind of what I would call that. It's going through the emotions and going through the motions rather. And um, I, I don't know how good they actually are. So that's kind of like my team. It's like, eh, I don't know. Uh, I, li- I like Brazil. Like I, wa- I like watching Brazil. Um, I-, I definitely think that when it comes to, same teams that go far like I expect England um I usually kind of put like Germany or Spain up there pretty high as well um but I don't know it depends like where the seeding happens um I'd have to kind of see how that plays out like I'd have to look all the group settings or or group uh, pairings again and kind of see what that final bracket looks like when everything's all set uh I think that would be see if we're playing tomorrow so that means we're playing Tuesday Thursday because I have to work. Oh, okay. And I'm very-
So that means that means Friday will be the last of the matches and and of like the um the round. As far as my favorites, yeah, Brazil. It's you know I feel like anytime it it doesn't matter what their what their talent looks like, it's always going to be top tier. Brazil is always going to be a dangerous threat. Um, I think France has looked pretty good. Um, they came out, you know, I forget what their score for their second game was, but I know they beat Australia four to one in the first round. So, um, yeah, I think France and Brazil are probably my two front runners. Um, I think in the first match with Argentina, they kind of proved that if you can just kind of shut down Messi, you know, it's, um, which, you know, isn't, you know, isn't that easy. Obviously he's the, you know, arguably the best in the world, but you know, if, if once, once Argentina actually starts playing these top tier teams in, you know, in the knockout rounds, you know, if they have to play a, a Spain or a Germany or France or Brazil, uh, can they find the scoring from outside of just, just Messi? And, uh, you know, that's what I'm not sure about. Same thing with Portugal with Ronaldo, right? Like, it's like, you know, can anybody but Ronaldo get sco- get scoring if a country is able to shut them down? Uh, but as far as England goes, I, they're always ranked super high. And, they, you know, they have a lot of talent. But they always seem to get knocked out, you know, pretty early on. They always make it out of the group stage and then – you know, the first two knockout rounds, it seems like they always get, always get knocked out. Um, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep my reserves on my reservations on England for now. But, yeah, I think Brazil and France um, is where I'd have to put my money on. Yeah, I, with England, like, as – and I'm, I'm not trying to knock on our team because – it was England and they, like you said, they're always ranked high. They have good players. And for us to have a draw with them, like our team played really well, like watching that game, they really played well. Uh, But I also wonder because England scored six goals in their previous match. So part of me wonders how did we see England play their best and the U.S. showed what they were made of? Or did we see England already having a win and not taking us serious because they knew as long as they didn't lose, they were safe with it, really safe with a draw? You know, I can't, I do wonder that. Yeah, I, I wonder that too. Um, you know, we needed the win more than they did. But, I, you know, I, I don't think. England took it easy on us. I don't think they just played safe and, you know, just, you know, made sure that we didn't score or whatever. But um, if it was a knockout game, I would be curious to see how, how both sides played differently, you know, knowing that you have to win or that there will be a winner. Right. Um, but then again, maybe they just both played it safe and hope that it gets the penalty kicks and you hope that your guys are better at penalty kicks than, than the other team. I don't know. Um, but yeah, if it was a, an elimination game, it would be interesting to see just, you know, what both teams, what both sides really, really could bring. Yeah. And so, like I was saying, Tuesday is the next USA match, which I'm kind of bummed about because I'll be at work, um, as both of you will, uh, I'm sure. 
So it's harder to watch because it's a, I think it's a one o'clock. It's not a two o'clock game. It's a one o'clock game. No, it's, it's two o'clock. They just say one o'clock. Is it two? Coverage. Okay. So the coverage starts at one. The game is at two. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's going to be a wild ride um, because not only do we have the fact that it's, uh, it's a game that have to win, but also um, just to, to throw a little pot stirring, there's a lot of people, you know, um, not happy with Iran's government right now. Uh, and so a lot of teams have been trying to like protest, which you can only do that to a certain amount without FIFA getting involved because of like regulations and the so like so like some of the rules include respecting the countries. So it's like when does protest no longer be respectful? Uh, so someone on the U.S. Uh, social media team because apparently the u.s team had nothing to do with this and they probably don't i doubt they really have any uh say at all what happens with i actually their... heard it was uh christian uh Pulisic that that made the tweet <laughs> right well it's a tweet and instagram post but yeah so anyways uh they a few days ago there was an Instagram post by the U.S. men's national team, an Instagram and Twitter post that showed the Group B, because that's where they're in there, Group B. They showed the schedule of Group B for this week. And, and on Iran's flag, they did not add, they only had the bars of colors. They did not have um, like the symbol, and I'll probably mess this up, but it's, um, from what I read, it's like an Islamic uh, government symbol. They didn't have that showing and also some script and uh, the Iranian government uh, filed complaints about that and was trying to get the U S men's national team kicked out of the world cup, which is probably not going to happen. But the uh, the social media teams also did take that down um, after the fact, but that just adds to, because other countries have been protesting as well in different ways. Um, and the Iranian uh, team, their, I believe it was their first game, even uh, didn't sing their national anthem. And then they did the next game. But some people, I don't know if it's true or not, but some people were saying, oh, they looked reluctant say, singing it and all this stuff. So anyways, it seems that they've even protested some because it's this horrible situation. Of people have been protesting um, the treatment of women and are being killed for it so yeah it's not a great situation but all of that because it's world cup and it is the world all of that just immediately gets mixed in with what's going on with these matches as these teams meet so you got iran and the u.s playing on tuesday after that happened and I just wonder, I don't think players from either side will be the ones, but I wonder how the crowd may be. It could be interesting that just could be another element uh, to that match, which just gives me more reason why I wish I wasn't going to be at work because I can put it on my iPad in the shop I work in, but 
I can't exactly pay attention. I'm usually just looking and checking the score. I mean, um, I mean, from a personal standpoint, um, and we might have even discussed this on the last episode, but FIFA is really shady. So, I, I mean, look, look where it is right now. Um, I don't want to get into it, like as far as like the because it, that could be like a really really long topic. But there was a great episode of last week tonight on uh, it was last week, and it was about the World Cup and Qatar, um, especially. And so I would say go watch that. If you don't have HBO, it is on their YouTube. They do put like uh, obviously they censor for like the swearing, but they do put it on their YouTube channel like the main story. So you can always watch it, even if you don't have HBO. But I would say just watch that, and I'll give you insight to kind of like the the shitty conditions leading up to it. Like it, this, I was listening to the Tony Kornheiser podcast um, yesterday or or uh, Friday, and uh, one of the guests who's over covering the World Cup national team uh, from the Washington Post was saying like this country is like the size of Connecticut, <laughs> and they these the, like one of the cities did not exist 10 years ago uh when they were awarded uh the world cup and you know playing conditions that's why this is happening in november because it's so hot during the summer there that they have to host it now and it's still really hot um they didn't have the stadiums 10 years ago uh they basically have migrant workers that build build the stadiums and everything so it's not like uh fifa didn't know all this information when they awarded Qatar and, and obviously they, you know, took, you know, maybe some bribe money possibly, but there's definitely some good chance of that. So I don't know. FIFA doesn't seem the most like, doesn't really care about like uh, oppression or anything like that. So from a personal standpoint, like fuck around oppression. That's just me speaking, not for anyone, either one of you, but just for myself, like the way they I did. I did. You know, I, I just, you know, that's my person. That's my own personal feelings. Um, to try to get someone eliminated from World Cup um, for, I mean, I'm not saying I agree with the tweet. I, I agree with them standing um, with the protesters. I do uh, agree with that. But, uh, you know, the flag is, I don't really feel one way. Uh, I don't feel a certain about like one way or another. I see it's how it's disrespectful, but at the same time, like, don't care because, you know, you're kind of shitty. <laughs> so that's kind of like my personal opinion on it. And uh, if you want to whine about it being oppressed and then try to get someone eliminated, that's like taking your ball and going home, so to speak. So I, yeah, I, I think that'd be really kind of crazy for them to kick the U.S. out of it, especially considering it was uh, social media. It's not like even though it's connected to the national team, it's not like the national team. I made the joke with Christian Pulisic. He's like, he's not literally tweeting this out. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of stupid. That's like, that'd be like them eliminating a team for something the government did. And obviously they don't care about what the government does. So it's kind of like double standard in my opinion. Well, what my biggest thing is would Iran even have protested this if they weren't about to play the U S and if Iran actually, Good point. you know, right now they have a legitimate chance of moving on to the next round. And if, you know, if they got the U.S. kicked out and that match was forfeited and now all of a sudden they get the three points for the win, 
uh, that puts them in a really good position to move on. Like, you know, if this was someone outside their, their group, would they have protested this just to get, you know, to get a random country kicked out as opposed to their next opponent, which, you know, could make or break the rest of their world cup for the, for 2022. Yeah, that's very, very true. The timing is interesting. Uh, So we'll just have to see what happens. But again, that's kind of one of the things that I enjoy because we're, because like I mentioned, it's the world and we are seeing other countries and players from other countries, you know, also put in like their opinions on the way the world works and the way people are being treated uh, so whether you agree with another country or disagree, you're sharing that. And again, it's just, it's the world commenting on the world. Um, and that's really, that's really interesting to me, aside from my own personal opinions on things. Uh, to me, that's really interesting and cool to see how they are, how that happens when the, when the world I know I sound like a broken record, but when the world comes together for something like this, um, so I think it's I think it's really cool and intriguing. And again, I don't I don't see them getting kicked out. I think that's already a done deal that that's not going to happen. Though I, I don't know that for certain, but I don't think that's going to happen at all. And the articles I've read have said it's not going to happen. It's likely not going to happen. Uh, but it does make me wonder because I don't see from from the behavior that has happened so far i don't see the iranian players really coming in angry but i don't know i'm not i'm not from iran i'm not one of them uh but i don't but i wonder how like fans may be what also another crazy thing is uh, there's there's no alcohol at this world cup apparently um which is very interesting. <laughs> and Budweiser paid to be the sponsor, like the to be the beer, <laughs> the official beer seller of the World Cup. What's really funny is there's Budweiser ads when you're watching these matches. There are Budweiser ads on like the elect, uh, like the electronic, like video screens that go around um, the base of the stadiums, and there's no Bud, there's no beer. So that is hilarious to me, but that probably tames the crowds to some degree, not having any uh, alcohol to be drinking. Oh yeah. Cause we've discussed like how violent it can get in other areas. But um, the other thing I want to go back just real quick is uh, you mentioned like certain players or, or teams, like they were going to wear the, I think the one love patch yes. uh, or armband, I should say the captains were. Right. A lot of a lot of countries, their players were wearing the one love um, state stating, you know, like unity. Yeah. Well, they couldn't, but they were they're trying to until like they're going to get faced with the yellow card or something like that. But uh, it just it just the double snare annoys me because. I've heard people represent FIFA that, you know the head of FIFA and things to that nature say, you know, yeah, we're all the global game includes everybody. But then it's like some of the, what they do, their actions, so to speak, definitely don't, um, don't say that. Like if I said, 
one thing and then I went and did another. That's basically what FIFA is doing right now. And that's kind of frustrating, um, especially like if you really were about it, uh, wearing the armband wouldn't be a big deal. But I think that's just another thing. They just don't want to piss off a host country because it, it actually is illegal um, to be gay there. So, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Well, yeah, there were uh, fans getting uh, kicked out slash not let into matches as well as uh, players being told that they were not allowed to wear anything that was like rainbow related just for, you know, what the rainbow flag represents to, you know, the LGBTQ community. Um, Yeah, so, you know, if you had anything rainbow related, you're not allowed in any of the stadiums uh, because of, you know, their country's rules. It's, you know, it's the same it's the same thing as them not being able to sell alcohol really it's you know obviously two different situations as far as motives but it's all that same you know the same laws and all that stuff that that Qatar and you know being run by you know the Muslim religion uh is kind of what's what's been happening even though Qatar promised FIFA that all these things would happen uh afterwards you know they after they secured the bid they kind of went back and uh you know took their work well right because wasn't there like weren't they saying that there would be alcohol yeah that's why yeah that's why budweiser paid all that money to be the official beer sponsor it wasn't until you know a couple weeks before the tournament started that they were like oh yeah no alcohol (laughs) um and so now Budweiser has actually said all the beer that was supposed to be sold at the World Cup, they're going to donate or whatever to the winning country, which, you know, I'm not sure how many countries would want Budweiser. Well, the good, uh, <laughs> the good thing is much. there's a lot of countries that need water and they're going to help that country. So, yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, just real quick. I haven't watched it yet, but some of my friends have. There is on Netflix right now. It came out, I believe, um, 11 days before the World Cup started, a documentary called uh, FIFA Uncovered. And it's just about what goes on in FIFA and everything. And I I do believe it talks about some of the things that you were alluding to, Tyler, with uh, Qatar, as well as just like FIFA in general, because... For a long time, uh, FIFA has been known, at least to like people in the soccer or the football community, uh, FIFA has been known to, yes, definitely be corrupt and shady at best. Uh, so there is uh, there there is some information in that, which I, like I said, I haven't watched it yet, but I have some friends that have, and they're like, wow. And these are people that follow and they already have that opinion about FIFA to some degree. And they are still like, wow, yeah, this, this is pretty eye opening. So I, I want to watch it at some point. Um, and I would recommend other people that want to um, just learn more about football and soccer in general, um, football, sorry, football and FIFA in general. Uh, check out this Netflix uh, documentary. So we should all watch it because we all seem to be very interested. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it when I get uh, Netflix, uh, probably in about a month. <laughs> I want to watch uh, the new Knives Out movie 
Uh, and that's going to be on Netflix, I think, on Christmas Eve. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it actually was in theaters, I think, this week only, uh, or at least for a week. I think it started probably around Thanksgiving, but I don't, I'll just wait a month and watch it on Netflix. I don't, I want to see it, but not that badly. Like, oh man, I got to go see this in theaters. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, outside of World Cup, do we want to discuss anything else, like as far as like sports or anything? As far as, uh, I know we mentioned a little bit of basketball. I ended up losing the, the, if anyone cares for an update, I lost by 10 points if I just would have trusted my defense against the Cleveland team. I would have lost this week. So that sucks. Well, I have every week um, after like the first three weeks of fantasy uh, rambled and complained of how my fantasy has gone. And this week is no exception. Um, I'm probably going to lose unless um, Fryamuth for Pittsburgh tomorrow night has the best game of his career or not if it, the best game he's had for fantasy this season. All right. I just look, no, he doesn't. He doesn't even need that. He need, you need seven point seven point. No, 7.6 points. That's like a touchdown. I think it's like a 16 yard touchdown pass. Yes. And he had like eight points last week. Every time I start Fryermuth, he gets me at most five, maybe six points. So my chances of winning are still very slim and it's and it's not on Lamar this time. Actually, my defense, I was surprised because I had Baltimore's defense who had been doing really, really well, and they played Jacksonville. And, I mean, I'm stoked that Jacksonville won. But, actually, if I had played Trevor Lawrence, he, would have, he had a better outing than Lamar did. But what really hurt me is Saquon only got 11 points this week. Stefan Diggs only got 13, which is not terrible, but Stefan Diggs is better than that. And then Kirk, Jacksonville won, and Kirk only got me four points this week. Four points. And then Baltimore's defense got five, which they have been doing better than that. Uh, they've been actually looking really good when I've been playing them. So it's the fact that Jacksonville actually played really well, which hurt me on my defense which I would be completely okay with, except for the fact that their star receiver this season only got me four points. I just, no matter what I do, and Brett, you I don't know if you've been listening along to be aware of this, but every move I make on paper is a smart move. And every time I do it, that player or those players that I make a move and start have a bad game and shoot me in the butt, and I lose, and it sucks, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> but if Fryermuth has a better game tomorrow night than he's been having for me, I can still just barely win this week. But like I said, he usually only gets me four to five points. Let's see what he had last week. Um because he had a pretty good, he loved the team and targets and everything last week. I guess he had seven point seven point nine. So really, if he just catches a, no, no, I'm just saying like in general what he put up. Um, well, they're going against like the good news is you're going against the Colts, which suck. Um, they're almost a bottom ten team against the tight end position. Um, 
he's a rookie quarterback so he usually hits the front like up the tight end a lot uh see he had 12 targets last week i do remember that um so yeah i think there's i think there's a good chance i definitely if you're down 10 it'd be a little more risky but i think it's definitely doable tomorrow for sure i know you're going to be rooting for him i'm actually rooting for you because if you take down roberts wood that means I vault into third place because I'm go- I'm definitely winning this week. Uh, did you see Chrissy's team? Good God! She I don't. 150 hey, points. I, I don't pay attention to her team anymore because I know it's just like insane all the time. I don't know if you remember Chrissy Brett, but uh, for listeners, Brett became friends with us through the Bad Christian Club community that we talk about pretty often on here. Uh, Chrissy also was a member of that community. And that's how she became friends with all of us as well. So I don't know if you remember her or not, Brett. What, what's her last name? Well, I don't know if you want to say that on here, but uh, maybe, maybe if I remember her last name. Um, we'll hit you up in the group chat. The name kind of sounds <laughs> Yeah, we'll hit you up in the group chat because, uh, yeah, we, I mean, she yeah. may not would care, but we haven't cleared We haven't cleared that information <laughs> with her. But anyways, she has – so she – uh, she is a big um, Chiefs fan, mainly mainly because she's a big. She's a big Texas Tech exactly. Fan is what and Patrick so. Mahomes played at Texas Tech, so she and she likes the Chiefs because of that, and she loves yeah. like all the Chiefs players, and and even some that are no longer Chiefs, like Tyree Kill. <laughs> right. So, anyways, she all almost always makes sure in the draft that she spends however much money she has to to get Mahomes. And this year she got Mahomes and Kelsey. And she has just been clobbering all of us. I was the highest scoring team the first like two or three weeks because Lamar was going off and getting like 50-something points. Uh, But lately he's been breaking 20, but he's been, you know, kind of average – even though they, even with them winning him in points for fantasy, especially since we don't do PPR, um, has been pretty average of twenty something points. So she has taken over as I have fallen drastically. I'm almost in last, and, and you know she she is just killing because she made sure she got her Chiefs, and that's about it. I don't even know if. She, if she picked all of her players or she usually goes on, she, no, she okay. Did. She, was she was late, late though. but she, yeah, she was late <laughs> to the draft, but she, she did pick everyone on her team. In years past, she's gotten her last year. Yeah. Last year she got her Mahomes and then she basically went on auto. <laughs> and then she got Mahomes, Kelsey. I think she got Kelsey last year too. I think she drafted about four or five players and was like dipped out. But honestly, I thought like taking, um, Josh Jacobs was going to be a terrible pick, and he's been a beast this year, and especially today. I looked, That's who I, I, I had uh, Lockett, and I saw, like, it said, like, the final scoring play was an 87-yard touchdown run from Josh Jacobs in overtime. It's like, Jesus, like, holy cow, are you see That game may have been the best game Raiders have played all season. That was such an exciting game to go back to what I said before about how like there was some exciting football this weekend. That game was really exciting. And I'm a Raiders fan, but they've been really bad this year. Wait, you're that, a Raiders fan? So- 
you know I like you know I like Carr. I do like emo Carr. I like Adams. I I I enjoyed the Raiders last year. Now, yes, there's teams I'm gonna cheer for over them, but they're a team I like. Let, let me put it that way. They're a team I like. And they've been terrible this year. That was the best they have looked, I think, all season tonight. Uh so yeah. Um but yeah, I uh I think Brett, you watched Yeah, I, I watched that game. Uh uh the Raiders are my team. Uh uh, grew up watching them, loving them. Uh, this has definitely been a tough year for uh, for us Raiders fans. They're definitely underperforming, uh, I think, in pretty much – I don't even know if it's an opinion anymore. I think it's a, <laughs> a stated fact that they just have not been playing up to the expectations. But this has uh, certainly been uh, – or today was certainly, a, you know, one of their best showings. Um, but, yeah, they just didn't, they just didn't give up. Um, so, but yeah, that, that run, I mean, Josh Jacobs already had a pretty good day before that, you know, walk off touchdown there. Um, he ended the day with, what was it? 229 yards rushing. So, you know, minus 87, he was still, what is that? Like 150 ish. Um, so yeah, so he's, it's a contract year for him. So I think that's part of his, uh, incentives there. Um, either, either from the Raiders or anyone else in the NFL, he's trying to prove that uh, he should be paid a lot of money. And, um, you know, I can't argue with him this year. He's had a great year and uh, today was no exception, but uh, you know, the Raiders have only had six turnovers, um, you know, on the defensive side all year and they were able to force two more today. So, you know, they were, you know, a good, good fraction of their turnovers came just from today. So defensively, they, they, uh, they played a lot better and uh, offensive. They, they looked pretty good except for in the beginning when Carr threw those two interceptions in the first quarter, but um, he was able to, was able to tighten that up. And uh, yeah, they, <laughs> I'm not sure at this point, if I want them to keep winning, you know, <laughs> uh, do they want, do we I feel you. have a good draft pick or, <laughs> or actually win? Yeah, no, I feel you there. And honestly, you know, I keep rooting for the, against the Steelers this year. Cause I'm like lower. <laughs> Yeah, and and I mean, honestly, Seattle has looked pretty good this year. It's been a surprise, I think, to people, but Seattle hasn't been that bad. So for them to do that well against Seattle, you know, that's not shabby at all, especially with the way they've looked this season. So that was that was a surprise to me. Yeah, they were tied with the Niners uh, coming into today for the lead of the NFL. Right now, Washington just jumped them because they lost today into the seventh seed for the playoffs for the NFC, which is wild to me. That Because I watched some of that game. Um, it was I live close enough to D.C. where they're always on uh, the West Virginia Fox channel. And so I put it on because I just picked up Brian Robinson today. just wanted to see how he was going to do. And if he did terrible, I was just going to drop him and pick up someone else. But uh, he actually had a really good game. He had like over 100 yards, caught a touchdown pass. Um. To just put Christie's Christie's team in perspective, she had Josh Jacobs. She could have not have had Josh Jacobs, and she would still be up twenty two points <laughs> with what with that person having one player to go who's like a receiver, but still more than likely wouldn't get it. It's uh actually I, it's a it's a a decent chance I guess he has Pittman left, 
um, but would need 22 points out of Pittman, which is pretty tough. So that's just how good her team is this year that she could have not had Jacobs at all. It's insane. <laughs> it's wild. Um, so I, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Like, cause I, I don't have much, like, this is like not a good, this is never a good release for music week. Um, usually nothing ever releases cause of the holiday and everything. So I don't know if you guys want to talk like any black Friday pickups, whether it be music or otherwise related. Um, I didn't have any. Uh, yeah, I, I don't spend either. Any money on Black Friday specials, <laughs> for better or for worse, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, pretty tight with the wallets. Are you paying any attention, Brett, to the August Burns Red Christmas stuff? Because I know you're an August Burns Red fan, and they always do something for Christmas. And this year, they like release vinyl and all for Christmas. Um, any of the any of that are you paying attention or going to i've been keeping my eye on it but no i i haven't pulled the trigger on anything um usually i don't really do the black friday stuff for myself that's usually for other people um but uh, as far as abr goes august french red goes we are planning on going uh to the christmas show out in lancaster i don't remember if we talked about this last time i was on or not but uh nice that's a pretty solid lineup. Which um, day are you going to? It, Friday, the the Friday the Solid State one. That's got Norma Jean, Silent Planet, um, uh, becoming the archetype, and Earth Groans. I think. Oh wow! That Damn, that's Friday, a good one. So. Holy cow! Yeah. Um, so and Saturday's lineup is um, is decent. The um, the main band besides ABR is Era, but for me, Friday is the by far the you know if I got to pick one day, it's uh, it's that Friday band. Plus, our friend Clay will be there with Norma Jean, so yeah, um, cool time to hopefully get to hang out. With- I went to their Christmas show one year. Um, it, it it's decently close. It's a drive, like probably four hours or so for me, give or take. Um. But some friends and I wanted to go, and it was a place I, – I can't remember the venue name, to be honest. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, we went – a friend and I went to the upper level. I just remember it was in a room that had mirrors on the walls, and I was upstairs because, like, you know, I'm never one for mosh pits. Uh, and it was – people were moshing so much downstairs that the the mirrors – literally we're building up condensation and dripping from like the, all the people sweating and just moving around so much it was wild that's when you and know it's, it's a good like show <laughs> the christmas show is a lot of fun because they give a lot of stuff out for free too like they're um uh which they throw out things into the crowd whether it be like signed like uh my one friend caught like the drum head of the kick drum that was signed um they threw out like flip-flops they will just throw out like presents. And I um, was talking to an older couple, which was, you know, odd seeing an older couple upstairs when I was there. And it ended up being uh, JP's mom and dad. <laughs> they were attending the show and they're like, yeah, we wrapped the presents last night. <laughs> and so that was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to go to one of their Christmas shows because it's like, it's it's always in their hometown. So a bunch of fans there, of course. And then that's a solid line. If you're going to see, like, Silent, I love Silent Planet Live. They're one of my yes. favorite bands. Uh, 
they're just there's so much fun and they brought back their one shirt for uh um raising funds uh they just announced it on i think wednesday but it could have been thanksgiving night i can't remember which um but i, I haven't ordered it yet but I'm, i know ward already placed an order for it but i'm gonna order my own uh i don't have it uh, a friend bought it when we went to go see them open up for abr uh when they're doing the constellations tour and uh, i would like to get that shirt in green so that's what i'll be purchasing when i get paid this week how many years has ABR done their big Christmas show now? I mean, it's been going on. Yeah, it's ever since they did, ever since uh, their their version of Carol of the Bells came out, they've, they've always done a Christmas show. Um, and it's just gotten bigger and bigger in production as they've gotten bigger and bigger. Um, this is the first year that I can remember that they actually haven't released an, you know, a holiday, a Christmas song, a cover to go with the tour. But um yeah um yeah so fun fact jb's parents are pretty much at every local show whether it's the lancaster or philly or baltimore they're pretty much at every one of those shows um and also those those boxes that are wrapped in presents are empty they're just boxes with wrapping paper what there's nothing actually on them yep there's nothing actually in them i've seen enough fights break out because over those of those boxes and then people, they just get ripped open and there's nothing in there. And then it kind of makes everyone even more mad <laughs> that that was involved, but <laughs> yeah, so there's actually nothing in those. There's no merch or, or anything like that inside those. Oh, damn. Okay. Like what about like a redeem thing at our merch table for a t-shirt? Nothing at all. Uh, yeah. And unless those boxes just get shredded open and like, you know, a gift card or whatever falls out and nobody notices it. But uh, the couple of times that I've seen, you know, people open it right then and there, you know, on the floor, it's, there's never been anything, never, never been anything. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I, I have a funny story about throwing stuff out. Uh, this was not, uh, as far as I remember, it's not a Christmas uh, occasion and it's not my story. Uh, but my buddy, Caleb, who Tyler has met, um, tells the story of he used to because uh evergreen terrace is a local area band they're from jacksonville so he used to um back in the day before he and i knew each other he used to follow them pretty closely went to almost all of their shows locally and such and he tells the story of there was a show i want to say it was in orlando but i could have that wrong but i think it was in orlando where they threw like bags of stuff into the crowd and i think some like a bag may have a t-shirt, a bag may have a CD, so and forth. And he tells the story of like, they threw stuff into the crowd and all of a sudden you just hear somebody yell, it's shit. Like they threw a bag of poop into the crowd for someone oh to catch. <laughs> no way. And if you know Evergreen Terrace, that's not surprising. <laughs> Jesus, that would suck. I would be like, what the hell? <laughs> so I saw uh, Evergreen Terrace with Azalea dying back in the day. And- yeah. Um uh they didn't they didn't throw anything in the crowd that day, but <laughs> um yeah, so that's crazy. Poop. Uh, I-, I saw Evergreen uh one of the First time that I saw August Burns, they played at a place called the Championship, 
and it was uh, actually a really cool venue, but it, it sucked because it was like August and it was very, very hot and there's no air conditioning, but the venue was cool. Actually, that's what got my first record and uh, Evergreen Terrace played, uh, Skylet Drive and someone else. I forget the opener, but that was another place that was just extremely hot. Like it was just insane. There's no AC in like the middle of summer. Awful. Yeah, I've heard of uh, the championship. Um, was it Lemoyne, right? That's outside of Pittsburgh. Is that where? No, it was. I, would say, I, I always see, like, you know, I just kind of, when you see bands, you kind of look for PA, PA dates or whatever. And it's kind of like, oh, I think that's. On the- I think it's somewhere near Harrisburg. I, I think it was like between uh, Harrisburg and Lancaster. I think it was somewhere in that range. But I don't remember exact. It was literally middle of nowhere, though. Like, there was nothing around. Like, it was very strange. Um, there's a movie called Green Room uh, and, and that venue's out in the middle of nowhere that's kind of like what it puts you in the mind like there is nothing I don't remember anything being super close um, yeah it was it was pretty wild uh, so I've seen Evergreen a bunch of times actually I saw them at the pre-show for Furnace Fest this past year in September and it was great so but I've seen them a good bit of times because when I was in Tallahassee them being a Jacksonville band they came through Tallahassee a lot and I also got to catch them uh at least once in Valdosta if not more than that because they came through there a lot at the time too I saw them the first time I ever saw Comeback Kid what it was Beloved Comeback Kid Evergreen Terrace under oath and it was shortly after spencer joined under oath like but way well before their only chasing safety came out so that was the show in valdosta so that was really cool but yeah they they've been around a while um just uh so we don't run too much time i don't have a lot about music either but i'm curious uh so as listeners know, Tyler and I have started working through like albums of the year and everything like that. And I don't know if you I'll do that yourself, Brett, but I'm just kind of curious. Is there any albums or any like music this year that had, that has uh, really caught your attention or has it been kind of lackluster? Well, I always say I'm going to do like my top 10 albums of the year. And like, you know, I have, you know, various friends that always post theirs and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to put that together. And then I just never do. Um, I think I talked about them last time I was on, but at least, I don't know if it's my top album of the year, but it's definitely my surprise, like came out of nowhere album. It's uh, the band Bloody Wood. I think I talked about them last time, but it's, they're like the Indian new metal band um and they have like just great new metal vibes to them uh so that's at least my surprise you know album of the year like not something i was anticipating of just falling in love with but um yeah actually let me see if i can pull up itunes here i've not heard of Uh, bloody wood now you may have mentioned it and i just forgot because you that was a good while ago when you were on right but i've not listened to them um, so you said that they're, they're from India? Yeah, they are from India. Um, like, you know, some of the, they have like, um, they're, they have like a clean vocalist who does screaming as well. 
but he mostly actually speaks, you know, sings in, oh man, I'm gonna mess up this up. I guess it's Hindi. Uh, I could be wrong, but you know, um, a native language to India. And then there's like a rapper who raps in English. Oddly but, enough. Um, yeah, so they're pretty cool. Um, I, I, I like the Fit for a King album, The Hell We Create. Um, the new the new We Came as Romans Dark Bloom album is pretty good. And um, a smaller band, they're called Tala, T-A-L-L-A-H. Um, I guess it's kind of going back to that new metal vibes for me. They very much trying to sound not trying to they are sounding like um old school slipknot as well as some a little bit of old school corn in there um but yeah i guess just off the top of my head like you know quickly glancing at uh itunes apple music that those would probably be uh again i don't know if there any of them are my top album of the year but those are the ones that stick out in my mind i know that's that cool because i've not word i like to... we're talking oh sorry <laughs> wow I was going to say that it's funny because what I were talking about, we've been discussing it. Like, it's shaping up to be, I think I'm going to have like five, maybe six, where I would say like in the top. And then I'll probably have a few honorable mentions, kind of like what it's shaping up. But I still have about like five or six records. I still really need to, to spin a couple more times. So it's this is definitely probably the furthest along I've been in a while. Um, I think it's just been an okay year for music. Uh, it's good, but just just okay. Like it's uh, good, to, okay to good somewhere in that range where there's been some good albums, but nothing that's been blown me away at all. Um, and like if I, like I told Ward, the best way to describe it is like if I was doing like a decade list um, at the end of this decade, I don't think any of these album, I don't think any album would be like very very high. Whereas like last year, um, I had Turnstile and Snowman, which I'd rate, rate really really high. And the year prior to that, I had. Um, uh, the weekend, which I really liked, After Hours a lot, and then Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Those would both be, especially the Phoebe Bridgers and the two last year would be probably maybe top five, top ten, you know, at the, at the end of the decade. And, and everything this year, like there's some good stuff and stuff that may make that list, but it would be towards like the lower lower half of the list. And so I, I say this because Ward was telling me like, even though this record came out like towards the tail end of last year, it's still going to be put on his favorites for this year, and it's like this gets still sucks. He said, I don't care if it came out in October of 2021. It's still my favorite record of 2022 as well. I can't stop listening. Wait, is that a real record? That actually come out? <laughs> it's the name. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called it's, the record from last year. Is, it's called Still Sucks. And yeah, he's, he's all about it. Uh, yeah, obviously, because I didn't know it existed. I mean, it's, it is crazy to me that they're still putting out new music at this point as a band. I made a joke on the, you know how they'll do like Wishlist Wednesday on the Furnace Fest uh, page. I, I No joke though, if they were added to Furnace Fest, they'll obviously be a headliner. They would probably head like one of the nights, like most certain. And it would be a humongous crowd. Like I'm not even joking. It would. Like, I, no, that's true. I, it would have, I mean, they would be a big crowd. It just is funny. Um, I don't know how that inside joke started or how that joke just started, but like, uh, I, I'll tag Ward and Post where I see Limp Biscuit. <laughs> like someone will be selling a Limp Biscuit record. And I'm like, oh, homie, check this out. <laughs> Act that. It's awful because I'm not a fan of Limp Biscuit. If that's not clear, I am not a fan of Limp Biscuit. I am not interested. And for at least a year now, Tyler has 
kept this running joke going that I love them and they're like my favorite band and I'm getting tagged and all this stuff. And as it's clear now, I didn't even know they had a new album out and I definitely didn't know the name of it was still sucks, but that's funny. I do think that's funny. Yeah, I will say, I will say it is a good name. Like it is pretty funny for the name. It's very, like they're at least self-aware enough, but um, I did listen. I know we were discussed it. Uh, there was like a period of time where I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to $3 bill y'all because I just, I want to see what it was about. Cause I really knew like a couple singles from it. So I did listen to it one night and I was like, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really get the vibe of this record. If I was actually, if if you were like, okay, you got to pick a record. I still think significant others, not bad. There's a couple good songs on it for, uh, in my opinion, like I think that um, break stuff for what it is, is not a terrible song. And I really like End Together Now, which has Method Man on it. <laughs> but other than that, like, that's not, like, a great record by any means. Um, but, yeah. Well, when they started, I wasn't listening to them yet. But when they were still kind of, like, underground before they exploded on MTV, weren't they heavier and actually clo- really closer to what, like, while they still, it was more rap core, weren't they closer to what Corn originally was? Just, like, a heavier new metal band than what they became is that correct yeah if you listen to like and again this is that was like i think really my first time ever listening to the records it's not like i've spent a ton of time with it or anything but when i listen to three dollar bill y'all it definitely does not have as an album whole doesn't have the commercial appeal as say significant other which when you listen to that record that record is like made for like mass audience um of the two you know comparing those and then they never really went back to that style uh prior to significant other they kind of stayed in that lane for a little bit um yeah but i'm not like the a big like historian Olympus kid. i really need to like the those three records that they put out at the start of their career brett you're and... a historian of them right <laughs> <sighs> yeah yeah that's me i you know I went around and interviewed all his family members and high school friends. And, you know, I know all that stuff. <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy that was friends with Limp, with Fred Durst before uh, Limp Biscuit blew up. Uh, he was from from what he says, uh, Fred, w- he was in a band with Fred Durst and Fred Durst quit his band to focus just on Limp Biscuit. Uh, so, but. From what I remember, I wasn't listening to them, but when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, there were some kids that were into underground music already, and they were listening to them. And I get from what I remember, they not saying like their later rap core stuff didn't have heavy elements, but they were a heavier, more like true new metal band. You know, like you listen to their cover of Faith, which is kind of one of the things that I think helped them blow up. And there's that's a heavier a lot of screaming and so forth in that, you know, that they kind of went away from and it became more just about Fred Durst with his uh, backwards baseball. Cap. It was definitely more new metal on that record. Whereas I think significant other brought in a lot of hip hop elements, especially like on turntables and everything. And I don't want to say beats cause they, they played instruments and everything, but you could definitely tell more of like a hip hop kind of vibe with that record. And, and I would imagine the records after even i'm not familiar with them uh i'm gonna say that that probably continued (laughs) 
All right, we've spent enough time on. We spent like at least Limp a good Biscuit. solid six to seven minutes talking about Limp Bizkit, which is that, really six minutes much. and fifty nine seconds more than needs to be discussed. Yeah, uh, though I will say, like, I listen to a lot of heavy music. Um, Brett, pretty much every band you mentioned, I believe, is heavy. I've never really gotten into We Came as Romans or Fit for a King. I'm not saying they're not good and that I shouldn't. They're just not bands I ever did. They came out at a time when I was kind of bored with a lot of metalcore because I felt like every band was starting to sound the same. And so, like, I missed the boat on some of those. Like, uh, I missed the boat on Devil Wears Prada, uh, Chelsea Grin, and some others that I've heard later. And I'm like, ooh, this is good. I would like this. But I just never... I never, I've never started listening to them. And the same goes for Fit for a King. We came as Romans that you mentioned. Um, so I, it's cool that having you on, because we've, Tyler and I have been talking about, like, as we get near our end of the year lists, some of these albums, you know, since the year started. And so it's good to hear, like, others uh, out there, just kind of a reminder, there's so much, because those are all bands I know. I've just not listened. I know their names, but there's so much out there that we miss. Uh, so that's cool to hear. Uh, one that is on my list that's probably way too heavy for Tyler to ever give a chance. Um, and they, I mean, they may even be more like metal, metal than you really go for, Brett. But I know I mentioned them to you before, but the the new Lorna Shore album is freaking in incredible i think even past just being a metal fan like i think if i think if especially from talking with tyler and maybe you too brett since you do like the heavier stuff uh, but for like tyler if you could get past some of the, like the super metal heavy elements that you don't always go for i think you could appreciate just the that album and i saw a post the other day about like how they recorded it and apparently they didn't go for like super high tech best of the best studio equipment but to listen to it you would not know that but it was a post saying how like hey you don't end you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars of this best high-tech equipment to put out an incredible album because they did it and i forget what the term was because i don't know all that stuff but it was just a post about how like they put out this incredible sounding album without doing that um so so it was an interesting post just to see but but yeah that Lorna Shore's new album and it's a concept album too so it kind of like tells a story but it is phenomenal and it's definitely in my top 10 yeah I've given it um a couple listens since it came out um it's definitely heavy um I don't know. I, there's times in the album, I'm like, man, it could really use some clean vocals right now. Like just, I just think that like, they, they try to do like a little melodic, a little atmospheric stuff. And then they try and drop those screams over top of it. And I don't know, for me, it just kind of gets lost into it, but um, yeah, no, they're definitely some talented dudes for sure. And um, I forget the vocalist now that they just brought in, but he's, you know, he, he definitely kills it. Um, yeah it just there's just was points listening that i was like man 
they could uh, could definitely use some clean vocals, you know, just over some of the the more melodic sections of the, some songs. It's like because for me, like I said, the the screaming just didn't quite work with uh, work working. It's an album. I want to. I haven't done it yet. But maybe I'll do it tomorrow, actually, if I can find the lyrics, because I don't own it. I, I missed the boat on the vinyl, and I just haven't gone to buy it yet. Um, but it's one every time I hear at least one song on it, I'm like, man, I should have bought this. But it, if I can find the the lyrics, which I probably can to all the songs, it's one I want to – I could probably just listen to it on Apple, and it probably has them all, actually. So I want to sit down with the album, especially because I know it's a concept album. So I want to sit down, start to finish, uh, and just like read along all the lyrics with the music. Uh, that's which that's something I used to do all the time growing up, and I still do it on occasion. I think Tyler does it more than I do, uh, but that's definitely one I just want to sit with. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite things to do with the record, especially how we talk about physical media a lot like when it comes to vinyl especially i mean i will pull it up um i believe it was claro or something um that i had been listening to over the weekend um uh and and that was more i was like reading through the the lyrics on spotify because you can like pull them up and whatnot but uh yeah it's it's definitely something i it's like one of my favorite things to do uh, if, if I'm going to like sit, just like sit and just like kind of listen and kind of focus in on it. Um, but as far as uh, I'm, I'm very surprised that I don't really have much hip hop. Well, I don't have hip hop or I, I don't even have anything like say heavier yet on my list at all, which is pretty wild. Uh, I'm kind of surprised how, it's shaping up as far as, like I said, I'm, I'm just kind of still getting it together. I still have like five records or so, six records to, to kind of see if they're um, list worthy. Um, I know Spotify wrapped will be going on pretty soon. I think that's probably going to hit up next week to start seeing those posts either towards the end of this week or, or that following Monday where everyone just kind of like bombards <laughs> with a ton of, uh, um, a ton of like they're they're wrapped uh, like i'm gonna give you a, i think it's probably gonna be always in the top five i would probably say it's a safe but include the national considering they've been there for like three or four straight years um maybe beach house i feel like i've listened to them a lot uh probably turnstile still maybe up there and then i don't know beach house's new album is incredible it should be up there it's incredible yeah. it is incredible i so like i don't know if you listen to this style of music at all brett uh, this like really spacey dream pop, like sh- yeah, kind of synthy. I normally don't. It's not something that's normally in my wheelhouse, and it's not the first time Beach House has been. But their new album, Once Twice Melody, is phenomenal, and it's actually one that I listen to before Tyler, which is rare. Uh, usually you know especially when it's not in my wheelhouse tyler's gonna hit on it before yeah, he, me he actually but. told me because i love shoegaze it's like one of my favorite genres and he's like you gotta check out this record and i did but it was probably about like a maybe within a month or so of its release it wasn't on release day or anything but 
it's an album that's great for driving too. So I made it a point uh, when I took that like two, two and a half hour trip to my parents on Thursday morning. Um, I first, I just played like my top albums list as I'm whittling it down and deleting albums from that playlist. Uh, but then I was like, all right, it's time. And a good bit of the morning, I just had that album on while driving because it's just, I don't know, there's something about that album. It's better at night. Listening to that album makes me want to just be driving at night endlessly. It's uh, it's so, so good. Uh, I but, won't talk, talk about too many because I, I, I obviously I'm yeah. going to be really diving into that one uh when we do that episode but yeah i i do like also um the new comeback kid album is still high up there it'll be in my top 10 um and that's one i don't know if you listen to them much brett but i think tyler likes them a good bit and i know he's said he likes the new album um is that a band that you follow at all uh i've listened to them i've heard them but no, I can't say I, I, I really follow them. Uh, like, I don't, I don't keep up with them, like, with their releases or tours or, or anything like that. Yeah, they're more true hardcore uh, than they are. But yeah, I know that's the one that Tyler and I have both talked about, but I love that album. Uh, that's, a, that's one I really really have enjoyed but yeah i'm still working through my list and whittling it down i got a pretty good idea now what the top 10 are but i've still been enjoying hearing some of the others like there's some that are gonna get kicked off but there are certain songs that are just i'm like wow this whole album isn't enough to make my list but some of the songs on the album just really hit really really well and i really enjoy so um yeah i mean we're wrapping up you know i always i stop usually late november uh with mine because there's not much if anything that comes out in december anyway so um, yeah i do that just so i can really make sure i've listened to everything but uh hey thanks for coming on brett definitely appreciate it enjoy talking uh world cup Wow, yeah, way to just guys. cut him off without even letting you know you're. <laughs> what? What? No, no. Like we were wrapping up. <laughs> Do you not read the group chat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's like, I gotta get going to bed. <laughs> so yeah, I was wrapping it up. <laughs> good, good. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of us, uh, you know, gotta get up early for work in the morning. Uh, you know, I got to be out the door in about Same. six hours. Yeah, so. tomorrow's my day off. Yeah, try, gotta try and get a, a couple hours of sleep here. Yeah, but no, right. I appreciate well, hey, you guys having you for me joining on. us. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> wow, way to talk over everybody. <laughs> I, I tried not to. I was. I keep looking at the circle. I've had it on the entire time, but occasionally, like it crosses over, and then like I'll stop and like ah, there it is again. So. <laughs> it's all good all, right. all good no, but I, Oops. Go. yeah no i appreciate Sorry. you guys having me on um you know love to do it again maybe uh once uh the world cup wraps up and we you know 
we have a world champion and uh you know yeah that actually sounds like a good idea because you know it's fun and all three of us you know i i know for me and i think i can speak for all three of us have really enjoyed um you know like us talking about it and especially since we're not just watching the u.s team you know we're paying attention to everybody and i don't know about y'all but if the u.s does not make it all the way i'm going to keep watching the world oh absolutely that's for sure So, yeah, I like that idea of having you back on. December 18th is when it ends, so we got a little while, and hopefully it ends with the U.S. shocking the world. I would love that. I'm not saying we don't have a chance, but we are young, and it's going to be a, it will be a shock if that happens. So, uh, you know, I believe. I believe that. I believe It'll that It'll be a great day in sports. It'll be like the World Cup and then rolling into NFL. So, good day. That's right. And I will uh, I will just come back from the ABR Christmas show. So, I'll have some uh, music things to talk about then, too. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. That's perfect. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, Top Plays Podcast. Top Plays. Thank you again for joining us, Brett Wilson. All right. Get thanks, guys. <laughs>